You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and solid movie recommendations for whatever ails you. Once again, our disclaimer, we are not real therapists, we are not doctors, but we are movie critics. Yes, we are. So take us very seriously. Everything we say, take seriously. (laughs) Rafer, should we get to this week's letters? Yes, let's jump in with the first letter from Olivia, who writes, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I know that no one's perfect, but thanks to my city's stay-at-home orders, I've realized that my husband is even less perfect than I thought he was. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch, Olivia. Okay. Everything about him lately is driving me nuts how he breathes, how he chews. Prior to social distancing, I didn't notice these things. But now that we're practically tethered together 24-7, it's impossible not to notice. I'm ashamed to say that in response to these irritations, I've recently begun looking back fondly on my grad school boyfriend and wondering why I dumped him back in the day. How can I stop thinking about the ex and start being more tolerant of my dear husband? Olivia. Oh. Olivia. I, I gotta say, Rafer, I don't know about you, but I've heard this from a lot of my friends also, that their spouses are driving them up a tree right now. I mean, of course. Uh, you know, <laughs> you and you and I both have them. Spouses, I mean. Yes. Uh, yeah. And how, how, are, how are you doing, Kristen? Oh, gosh. I'm sure I'm getting on Dean's nerves way more than ever. I mean, <laughs> I'm already an irritating person in lots and lots of different ways. Oh, come on. Now. Oh, gosh. I snore. I talk in my sleep. I, I'm a burrito sleeper. Where I take all the blankets and roll them up. So even though Dean has his own blankets and I have my own blankets, I still every night somehow steal his blankets. Oh, that would be difficult, Kristen. I have to admit. So those are just some of the things I do when I'm in bed. Imagine the rest of the time when I'm awake. I am not the easiest person. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I mean, you know, of course. I mean, boy, I don't even, where where do I begin? I mean, you know, my wife and I are trapped in this little <laughs> place. We can't get away from each other. We got two kids. We're all, you know, on top of each other. You know, my youngest kid was taking his test prep virtually uh, today. My wife's trying to get a run. I mean, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're driving each other crazy, of course. Um, 
we get on each other's nerves, lots of fights, lots of little arguments. Um, you know, this is how it goes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In our house, it's like, I mean, things I would never be mad about normally. It's like four-day-old leftovers that I didn't tell anybody I really wanted to eat are suddenly gone. And then I'm like, oh, who ate that dried up fried rice that I was going to eat that's as hard as a rock and crumbly and probably filled with bacteria? Who did this? That's you know, right. That's things right. like that where I'm like, you know what? I'm not normally someone who gets so upset about these things. It's tough. <laughs> so Kristen, do you have any advice for Olivia? Yes. So first, Olivia, I would suggest just to put things into perspective, to maybe talk with other people you know and realize you're not alone in this. Other coupled people, I'm willing to bet if you talk with them, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, we're also driving each other nuts. We're also getting on each other's nerves. Yes. If you talk with other people, I'm sure you'll see that this is pretty much the norm right now. It's not just you alone who is experiencing this. And then I'd remind you, whoever is with your ex now, if your ex does have a significant other, um, is as irritated with him as you are with your husband. Your ex is not perfect. He also does frustrating things. Maybe if you take a moment, you'll remember some of those things yourself. Finally, I'd suggest you ask yourself, if you're looking back fondly on your grad school boyfriend, maybe consider what is it about him that you are looking fondly back on right now? Is it the mystery? Is it the yes. sense of surprise? And, you know, a lot of those things that you are missing about him might actually not be him that you're missing. It might actually just be circumstances that you're not in right now. And is there a way to recreate any of those circumstances in the moment? Maybe by having a surprise date night, even if it's just a surprise date night on the couch where you pick out a special playlist of all the songs you and your husband used to listen to when you first met. Yes. Or maybe you and your husband can create a bit of mystery and anticipation by setting aside a time window every day, maybe of 10 hours when you're not allowed to touch each other or talk to each other. That way, at the end of the day, you might be more excited to see him and a little less irritated with him. So um, those are some things I would encourage. What about you, Rafer? I agree, Kristen, and I'm going to offer up my uh, movie recommendation on that note. And my recommendation, Olivia, is a movie from 2017 called The Lovers. Uh, Kristen, I don't know if you've seen this film. It's by a writer-director named Azazel Jacobs. Uh, I did a movie called Mama's Man that got a lot of acclaim. This is a great movie. It's the story of a married couple, Michael and Mary, who are pretty much completely sick of each other. They're both having long-term affairs, and both of them keep promising their lovers that they're going to end the marriage, but they never do. And of course, finally, one day they decide, we're going we're gonna to get a divorce. That's it. We're done. We're free of each other. Goodbye to you. This is all over with. They wake up the next morning. They're going to separate. They share a little, you know, kiss, good morning kiss out of habit because they've been doing that for years and years. And the next thing you know, the kiss leads uh, to passionate sex. And the two of them are having a great time in bed. And now they're cheating on their lovers with each other. And so it's this very interesting, odd, funny sort of flip in the relationship. And you've got two great actors in the roles, Deborah Winger and Tracy Letts. Here's a clip. I don't get it. I just don't understand. No, look, it's not me. It's him, okay? You know, he's a drama kid. Yeah, but why does he, ca why does he suddenly care now? Well, who knows? And your guess is as good as mine. All I'm saying is... Can we not let this blow up into a big scene if it doesn't have to be? Please, we only have a couple more weeks. Can we just stay cool till then? Okay? Okay, sure, but I don't understand. 
Okay? This doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, wow. Deborah Winger, blast from the past. Totally. Oh, my gosh. She was like the biggest star of the 1980s. Totally. I just think about terms of endearment. I think about, uh, yes, an officer and a gentleman. But my favorite. Of course, she had to grow up. She couldn't be in her 20s forever. Of course. But I I, I have not seen The Lovers. It's a great movie uh, a, and a real grown-up movie. And I think what I like about it is the question that I think it poses without ever answering it is... What's the attraction here? What what is really going on here? What what attracted these two people to each other in the first place? What changed? What changed in the relationship? What changed about you or the other person? Did something else change? And what is it that you really want? What what is it that you really want? Why is it that you would try to divorce your husband and then once you divorce him you'd find him attractive again? And you know, why would why would that change the way that you uh why would that change your relationship with your mistress or your paramour on the side as well? So what's really going on here with what it is that you want, what you find attractive and what you see in that other person? That other person was the same person that he was the night before. You you say you're gonna get divorced, you wake up, he's the same person, and yet suddenly the passion is back. It's very funny and I think it just asks a lot of questions. And again, it doesn't really answer them. It kind of lets you make the decision for yourself. So, Olivia, that's my recommendation to you. The Lovers. The Lovers. Love it. I'm going to definitely check that out. And Kristen, how about yourself? I am going to recommend a TV show, Australian reality TV show, which you can watch on Netflix, called Back with the X. And, Rafer, I am guessing right here and now that you have never seen this show because this is not the kind of show you would ever watch. I definitely This is the not. kind of show that you usually roll your eyes at. But I think it's going to be a good choice for Olivia because it follows several people as they try to get back together with those exes from grad school, from their youth, from back in their backpacking days. Right. The ones that they can't stop obsessing about, the ones they keep fondly thinking of. And then it's kind of a social experiment. The show says, all right, we track down that person. We're going to have you meet each other again, see if the sparks fly, and then introduce you back into each other's worlds, back into your friend circles, your family circles, your day-to-day lives, and see how you feel at the end of this. Here's a clip. Breaking up with Lauren was the biggest regret in my life. I want to get back with my ex because he was my first true love. So what are you looking for? Well, I'm looking right at her. Diane and I wouldn't have seen each other for 28 years. I have a lot of issues. My biggest fear is to give it another shot and then bang let down. You're annoying me! So difficult, bro. I hope Lauren and I can fall in love all over again. Never in a million years, Kristen. Never in a million years would I go on that show. Never. (laughs) Who? Oh, boy. And you are smart to say that, Rafer, because <laughs> <I'll> we, <laughs> because have you ever heard this phrase, it's called a breakup because it's broken? No, I haven't. It's also the name of a book. Oh, I like it. I like it. Makes sense. And so I think a lot of people in human history have had the same predicament as Olivia. You're irritated with your spouse. You think, what if I get back with the ex? How will it feel? Everything's going to be so much better. Oh, that was so great. And to see it actually unfold on the show is such a fantastic reminder of like, oh, no, 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 you're imagining a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Not only did I enjoy watching this show, and I, I have to say I devoured the whole thing start to finish, I think over the course of two days, I loved it so much. But then, wow. Olivia, I'm going to recommend one other thing. Don't do it now, but watch the whole show. And then at the very end, Google each of the couples and find out where they are now. 
because <laughs> it will make you so happy. Just do that. Please oh, do that. Wow. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to tell you who gets back together, who doesn't get back together. I'm not going to tell you that. But just watch the whole show. Enjoy it. Cheer. Yell at your TV. And then at the end, just go and get on Google and do some mad searching. That, that's my advice for you. <laughs> and it's called Back with the X. Yes, that's right. Back with the X on Netflix. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, are you in a predicament where you could use some questionable advice and a good movie or TV recommendation? Write to us at RaferandKristen at gmail.com. You do not have to use your real name. Again, that's RaferandKristen at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at RaferGuzman and at Kristen Meitzer. Stay with us. When we're back, we have someone who is feeling trapped, like a lot of us are feeling these days. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey, Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. Hey, movie therapy listeners, we want to tell you about another show we absolutely adore called Book vs. Movie. In each episode of Book vs. Movie, Margot and Margot do a deep dive into a title you know and ask, which was better, the book or the movie? From bestsellers turned Oscar winners like The Godfather to movies that you may not know started as books like It's a Wonderful Life. The Margots explore all genres from the past to the present. One of my recent favorites was all about coal miner's daughter, Loretta Lynn's story about rising to international fame after growing up in poverty. Oh, it's such a good episode. And as somebody who loved both the book and the movie, I was dying to know what their verdict would be, which was better. Check out Book versus Movie. Again, that's Book versus Movie, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. We're back. 
with our second letter of the week. This one's from Dina. Kristen, you want to read this one? Yes. Dina says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I am someone who tends to throw myself 110% into whatever I'm feeling. For example, if I'm falling in love, I will watch romantic comedies every day for days on end. If I'm about to go on a trip, I'll watch travel videos every day as I pack and unpack my bags. You would think that in the era of COVID-19, I'd be watching pandemic movies back to back. But honestly, they just don't speak to me. Most pandemic movies show teams working together or health investigators jet-setting around the world, but that's not at all what my experience with COVID is. If anything, I feel trapped and isolated. To be clear, I don't feel as though I'm stranded alone on a desert island. If anything, it feels like the whole world is trapped and isolated too, all of us alone on our own islands. Well, that's uh, that is certainly the new reality, Dina. I I I know I know what you're saying, and I'll say this: I don't want to watch pandemic movies either. I know that people do, and I know that like there was a, a brief period there where Contagion, the uh, the Steven Soderbergh movie, kind of like shot to the top of the home video yes. charts. It was like way up there on iTunes. Yes. Might have even been number one. And you know, everybody was talking about. Uh, uh, what's the other one? Oh, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. Yes. That was like the number one movie on Netflix for two weeks. Oh my God. I can't imagine a worse evening at home than watching a movie about a, a <laughs> pandemic that's killing people, especially Contagion, which is like a really brutal, realistic, like like, like totally believable, no drama, no Hollywood, anything. It's just like a really, really real procedural about what it would be like to die in a pandemic. That's just the last thing I need. So, Dina, <laughs> I totally understand what you're going through on that front. Well, Ray, for you and I are different because uh, Dean, my husband, and I actually did have a night where we just watched pandemic movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you? <laughs> and, yes, we did. And then we have this board game called Pandemic, and then we played oh, that. What's the matter with you people? We totally leaned in for the first few days of this. We're just like, let's just do it all the way. Let's feel all the things. Let's read all the oh dumb articles. God. Let's watch all the dumb movies. Let's do it all. And um, yeah, that lasted for like three days, and then we stopped. And then you stopped. Rafer, you're looking at me like I'm crazy right now. You, <laughs> I just can't. I, it's just, boy, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm amazed that you did that, I'm, and, and that you're that you're unscarred and that you're still mentally healthy at the end of that. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> but I, all that being said, I do have to say. Dina, I understand where you're coming from. Those pandemic movies, they don't quite capture what you're talking about, this feeling of isolation and being trapped. Um, so right. I, I think Dina's spot on here. Like those pandemic movies might show like, here's the CDC getting on a jet and flying over here. And here's a whole team of researchers working together in the lab. And right. none of us are going through that now. We're all just like trapped at home and in some cases trapped alone. So uh, what can we recommend, Rafer, that will speak more to Dina's situation than those pandemic movies? All right. Well, I have one for you, Dina, that uh, might, I'm hoping, sort of strike the sweet spot for you. Uh, it's a movie about finding positivity in isolation. Kristen, you may laugh at this, but I'm going to recommend Five Feet Apart which came out last March, uh, which seems so long ago now, March of 2019. I can't believe that was only a year ago, but indeed it was. Do you remember this, Kristen? It's a it's a romantic teenage weeper about kids with illnesses. Oh, I love kids with illness movies. Just like just like Fault in Our Stars. Oh, I love the Fault in Our Stars. Uh, you know, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, everything, everything. There's just been a million of them recently, right? And this one, yes, yes. This was this was one of them, and I think it kind of came, uh, you know, it uh, it got a little, it came a little too late, but. Um, 
It got kind of mixed reviews from critics, but I actually liked it quite a bit. It's the story of two kids with cystic fibrosis, uh, Stella and Will. They're both patients in the same hospital. She's the good girl. She's always sunny and positive, and she is friends with all the nurses, and she obeys the rules. He's the bad boy, the rebel, the cynic. He's not going to do what the nurses tell him. And of course, they fall in love. But here's the thing. If they get too close to each other, because they both have cystic fibrosis, they run the risk of a cross-bacterial infection, and so they must remain, like the title tells us, five feet apart. What else is on that to-do list of yours? My master list or my daily list? Yeah, of course you have two lists. Well, master list, that's the big stuff, right? Okay. Volunteer in an important political campaign. Done. Study all the works of William Shakespeare. Done. Share everything I know about CF with other people. That's my YouTube page. So your plan is to die really smart so that you can join the debate team of the dead or something? You want to hear my list? No. I'd like to travel the world. Actually get to see some of it, not from the inside of these hospitals. Well, Rafer, as you know... I love a dying teenage movie. I, I love The Fault in Our Stars. I love I love all those kinds of movies. I love to cry. I, I also just love teen movies, period. Um, Me too. So I'm, I'm definitely going to want to check this movie out, even though I don't know about this movie. I can't believe I've never heard of this, but I'm definitely going to want to check this out. It didn't really get a, a lot of press, um, and it's got two really great people in the lead. Haley Lou Richardson, who I, I love a lot. She was in um, Support the Girls, The Edge of Seventeen. She was in Columbus, uh, that movie with John Cho, kind of an indie film with John oh, Cho. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's really great. If you if you see her face, you'd recognize her immediately. She's like a she's like a littler, sunnier version of Rachel McAdams. She's got this really sweet smile and these kind of uh, sort of you know crescent moon eyes. And then a kid named Cole Sprouse plays Will. Um, and if you ne- recognize him, he's a Disney Channel alum from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. But oh, they're both... don't forget he's also on Riverdale. Hello. Yum. Oh, excuse. Uh, you know what? I'm, I've dated myself. I should have said Riverdale. You're right. Um, <laughs> But uh, yes, but he, and he's actually quite good. And, you know, the reason I chose this is because it's a movie about enforced isolation and trying to find reasons to live despite that. And, you know, for these two kids, there's no end to it. You know, Governor Cuomo is not going to come in and lift the restrictions for them. They've, they've got this, um, this illness that's with them and this is it. But they fall in love anyway and they try to make the best of it. And I found them really engaging. Um, you know, the film got kind of, like I say, it got mixed reviews from critics. It got kind of mixed reviews from the cystic fibrosis community. I think a lot of people felt that it was had some things in it that were realistic, some things that were a little unrealistic. But, you know, I mean, hey, that's Hollywood. But anyway, I like this movie. And, you know, I do not like these kind of teenage weepies, but I liked this one. And so, Dina, I recommend that to you. Well, Dina, I have to tell you that says a lot because Rafer is not kidding when he says he's not into teenage weepies. He's really not into them. Kristen knows me. So the fact that he's recommending this really is an endorsement for the movie. It really is. And Kristen, how about you? All right, Rafer, I am going to recommend a little movie called A Quiet Place. It's a movie that you've seen, that I've seen, that many people in the world have seen. And the story of A Quiet Place is we're living in a version of the world where these space aliens have come to Earth. And if you make any noise, you are dead. They will get you. And that's the only way they can hunt. They cannot smell you. They cannot see you. But they can hear everything you do. And there's a little family with the real life 
couple, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, playing husband and wife, and they have a couple of small children in this movie. And they are trying to survive. They are trying to be quiet. They are trying to feed their family and do all the things to live a normal life. And one of the advantages that they have is that one of their children, their daughter, she is deaf, so they all speak American Sign Language. And so the fact that they already knew how to talk to each other without making noise gave them a leg up over everybody else on the planet. Now, we know they're not the only survivors. At certain points in the movie, we see that other people kind of uh, light torches to show, look, I'm here too on another mountain, and here I am over here in this valley. So you see that there are other people, but everybody is essentially trapped alone on their islands, trying to be as quiet as possible. And they know that if they're around other people, the higher the likelihood will be that they will have noise or make noise. So they have to be quiet all the time. Here's a clip. Military fighting a massive invasion. Around the world. Who are we? If we can't protect them, we have to protect them. Now, Dina, I have to tell you, it was not easy to find that clip because most of the movie is subtitled, <laughs> right? <laughs> because they are speaking ASL through most of it. Yeah, that is really a great, great movie. Um, that really that came along sort of as uh, as the horror genre was really finding its finding its feet with movies like um, uh, Get Out and uh, and Hereditary. And there were all these great horror movies coming out. It's been a, been a, a great past few years for for horror, um, and that was great because there are kind of I always find that there are fun scary movies which i would put a quiet place in that category and then there are unfun scary movies which is something more like hereditary which are so scary that you walk out kind of traumatized and scarred but that's not what quiet place is quiet place is like it's like fun scary like way like hitchcock scary you know it's a suspense and sort of white knuckle moments um a lot of fun that's a great that's a great pick Kristen. Oh, I'm so glad you agree. And, you know, Rafer, you and I don't always agree on movies. And True. you have accused me in the past of maybe thinking every horror movie is scary no matter what. We've sat together <laughs> in many movie theaters where I'm screaming my head off and you're like, what are you screaming about? This is not scary. That's true. You are. You are. You're, you're very pro. You're very. You're a real sucker for the jump scare. I am. I, I, I'm a real sucker for it. It's like, didn't you see that, Rafer? The door opened. <laughs> didn't you see it? The door opened. And there I am wailing. And just going nuts, and you're just shaking your head. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but A Quiet Place, we agree. This is actually a good, scary movie that also is fun to cheer for. It's fun to think of yourself in that situation, and what would I do in it? Yes. And you're right, Ray, for some of the horror movies in recent years, it's not fun to think, what would I do in that situation? You're just thinking, I never, ever, ever want to be in that situation. Ever. No. But A Quiet Place, maybe it's kind of fun to think about, how would I handle this? Right. A little fun. <laughs> so once again, Dina, our recommendations for you are A Quiet Place for Me and Five Feet Apart from Rafer. And that's it for this week's episode of Movie Therapy. Yes, it is. But please don't just disappear on us between now and next week. Write to us at RaferandKristen at gmail.com or visit our website, RaferandKristen.com. Submit a question. Send us a comment. Tell us we're completely wrong about whatever movies we've picked out for our letter writers this week. We're never wrong, are we? No! <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I just wanted to clear that up. Please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And please tell your friends about our show. It really does help a lot. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Rafer Guzman. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.